is a battle against the Word of God, and you must keep your faith in action every day. Today, Dr. Dixon shares how acting on the Word of God produces faith. Let's listen now. Well, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Well, you know what? I am ecstatic about being with you during this time, a time that many are in pandemic fatigue all over the world. So it doesn't matter where you are, we are all one and experiencing the same trauma, the same restrictions. But you know what? We're also experiencing, come on with me, the same God. Ooh, glory. And you know, during this time, this is a time for you to begin to grow. Oh yes, you should begin to see spiritual growth in your life because in times like these is when we grow closer to God. So I want to talk today about spiritual growth. Let's see what the word says about it. And I also want to give you some of the steps that I took to take me to my next level of faith. It's so important. I can share, oh, there's so much in the Bible about growing. Oh, yes. But I wanted to bring to you what I actually experienced. I use all of the scriptures. I incorporate them. And this is what I came up with, and I just love it. And you know what? We have these resources on my website, caroldixon.net. Many different resources to help you grow. So let's talk about that today. I'm going to give you five of them. How about that? From my own personal storehouse, okay? Number one, believe. See, you have to make what God says the final authority in your life. You shouldn't just believe what God says to you in his word. I said just. I just said not. Just believe. But you should also act on it. Acting on the word produces results. Oh, yes, it does. In every area of your life. When you're going through a storm, whatever you are facing uh, situations, you know, you get the word of God. You can... Put that in your browser, uh, the word scriptures on going through a storm, you see. And uh, Psalmist David has so much. That's why we love the Psalms. The Psalmist David has a lot to say when you're going through the storm. He spoke to himself in Psalm 42 and 5 and said, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation. See, you make the word of God your final authority, and then what? You act on it. So he was talking to his soul, his mind, his will, his emotions, and you must do the same thing. Then he said, what? Hope in God. I don't care how dire the situation and how straight the implications of everything may be. Hope in God in this hour. And you will begin to see yourself growing. Oh, yes, that's the first step. Believe. What will you do next? Speak. Do you know God is on your side? Yes. And you can begin to use Bible-based confessions to claim and proclaim what God's word has said to you about your life. And you'll start building your faith. Faith cometh by what? Hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. You'll start building your faith. How? From the inside out you'll begin to see a change. You have to spend time 
in the Word of God, just like we spend time in the secular world, whether at work, school, or in your neighborhood, you know there's a battle against the Word of God. Yes. So how can you guard your heart? That's one of the places that you need to start. When you're knowing that God's on your side and you're speaking that word, you need to start guarding your heart. I found that in my walk with God, that's how the enemy wants to attack you. With hurt, with through the pain of hurt, through the pain of betrayal, through the pain of those that you thought would do, do not do. Guard your heart. That's what I would share to you. As you begin to speak the word, start there. According to Proverbs 4, God says you must keep his word constantly in your ears and in your heart. He says to guard your heart diligently. To be diligent means to be hardworking, industrious, and preserving. You got to preserve what God has given you in his word and then persevere. So, why do you have to be so diligent with the word? Because the devil is diligent with his junk. He's constantly throwing fiery darts at you. He works diligently to make sure that the world is surrounding you with fear and sickness and poverty and every other kind of garbage he can use to destroy you. Think about it. But you can protect your spirit from those things by conditioning yourself to respond to every one of them. How? With the word of God. Speak it. Change your routine and make a decision right now to begin that spiritual conditioning. Start today and make speaking the word part of your daily life. Oh yes, begin to confess 1 Peter 3 and 11. Father, keep my tongue from evil. Help me to depart from evil. Do good, seek peace, and pursue it. <laughs> Colossians 4 and 6. I will walk in wisdom and my speech will be filled with grace. Oh! Proverbs 13 and 3, I guard what I say and keep myself from trouble. Oh, we could just go on and on. Psalms 55, 22. Psalms 10 and 3. Psalms 101 and 3. You know, that's one of my blessed ones. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 2, 24 and Isaiah 53 and 5. Come on. Oh, no matter what people around you may say, no matter what the doctors may say, I know you must know that you are healed, that you're delivered, and you're set free. How? By the blood of Jesus. Now, I'm not saying don't go to the doctors. Don't get kooky, crazy, and flaky on me. I'm saying once that report is received, then you begin to see what God's word says, and that's what you receive. Oh, see, you speak the word. You speak it as a part of your daily routine. And as you read your Bible each day, locate and highlight more to add to your collection. Yeah, that's why I can share these with you. Then as you do that, watch your words, guard your heart, and you'll get results. Oh, third thing, pray. <laughs> build yourself up. That's what prayer does. Build yourself up. You use the word of God to build yourself up and strengthen your faith. And when you do that, you'll see that your prayers will be based like tools that you need to go to your next level in your spiritual walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, do you need a dose of God's favor today? If you're a child of God, you, you got to know that you already have it. But if you need to remind yourself of God's goodness, of God's grace and his favor in your life, then you need to pray these four scriptures over yourself and be sure your name is inserted in them. And pray out loud so you can hear what God's word truly says to you. What are they? Glad that you asked. Ephesians 2 and 8. For by grace I have been saved through faith. Put your name right there. Mm -hmm. And that not of myself. Put your name there. It is the gift of God. Romans 5 and 8. But God showed his great love for me. Put your name there. By sending Christ to die for me. Put your name there. 
while I, put your name there, was still, put your name here, a sinner. Psalms 5 and 12. For you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround me, put your name there, with your shield of love. Then 2 Peter 1 and 2. May God give me, put your name there, more and more grace and peace as I, your name, grow in my, your name, knowledge of God and Jesus, your name, my love, my Lord. Hallelujah. I said my love because I love him. <laughs> my Lord. <laughs> so just begin thanking the Lord right now. Begin giving him thanks and praise, you know, that you're enjoying his favor in every area of your life. Then make sure to read and meditate over the promises that God gave concerning his people in Deuteronomy 28. Yeah. And as you do, remind yourself that you walk in the favor of God each and every day. Number four. Oh, this is good. Grow stronger in him. Build a firm foundation on God's word concerning your spiritual growth as you begin to be content in what he's doing in it, in your life. You know, you can go stronger, get very strong in Christ Jesus each and every day by applying the word to your life. That's one of the keys to the success. <laughs> and I found that sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the hows and the whys of applying God's word to any given situation. It isn't meant to be difficult. It's simple to see the power of God at work. And if you take these truths that I'm fixing to give you now, they'll just begin to flow in your life. Find the will of God. Number one, find the will of God concerning your situation. All you got to do is to seek God by prayer and meditation in the word concerning your specific situation. And while you're seeking God's will, ask him questions. Amen. And God will lead and guide you with a rhema word that you can go and question others if you must. Yeah, uh, a Christian counselor for sure. But God's word is always the ultimate authority. Then confer no more with flesh and blood. In other words, once you've determined what the will of God is, don't ask any more questions. Next, get the job done at all costs. That's me all the way. If God called you to do something, no matter how impossible it may seem, then with God, you can do it. Oh, glory to God. I'm telling you, when you put this little three-step formula that I put together for success to work in your life and in your ministry and on your job and in your family, you'll be standing solidly on a rock. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Nothing will be impossible to you. You are a child of the most high God. Now, let's go on to number five. I told you I had five, right? The last one, apply. Make life an adventure. You know, your life will become an adventure as you grow spiritually and apply your faith in God's word to all that you do. When you do that, let me tell you, it, you'll see glorious things happen. Let's just apply it to our times right now. Do you know each December you see images of Santa Claus everywhere? You see visions of a large man in a red suit with a long white beard and rosy cheeks. But the real Santa Claus, or St. Nicholas as he is known, was not some marketing invention. He was a godly man whose giving spirit became an example of Christ's love. From what is known about St. Nicholas, he lived during the 3rd century in Turkey. He was from a loving Christian family who taught him the importance of loving God and honoring the Lord with his giving spirit. At 19, he joined the priesthood. His uncle, a bishop, 
prophesied that Nicholas would lead and encourage people. He also prophesied that Nicholas would become a bishop and lead a spiritually fulfilling and devout life. In fact, Nicholas did help the poor. Nicholas did become a, a bishop, and he lived with a desire to honor God in everything he did. He was known to spend entire nights tirelessly studying God's word just so he could bring fresh insight and revelation to the people in his congregation. He was known for reaching out to those in need, praying, fasting, and relying on God's word completely. The true story of St. Nicholas is a beautiful picture of the giving that Christmas is all about. The greatest gift that anyone can ever receive is the gift of Jesus Christ. He was given 2,000 years ago to all mankind by our Heavenly Father so that we could have a relationship with God. Jesus is our hope, redemption, and victory. He's the reason we can experience the blessing in our lives. He is our advocate with the Father, our blood covenant friend, who will never leave us nor forsake us and continually works to bring to pass the new covenant. In Him, we have the joy of living a heavenly life on earth. St. <laughs> Nicholas, the real St. Claus, exemplified the real meaning of Christmas. Christ, Mass. <laughs> it means anointing celebration. It's the celebration of how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. It's the celebration of how the anointed Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, Acts 10 and 38. It's the story of our triumphant Savior, Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. I'm here to tell you right now, during this month, it's time to grow spiritually. It's time to believe what God says as the final authority in your life. It's time to speak and declare his word because God is on your side. It is time right now to pray and build yourself up. It's time to learn and grow stronger in God today. And you know what else? It's time to apply it. Make life an adventure. Oh, come on now. It's time for you to know that God has a plan for your life and celebrate how God has anointed you to go about doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil. It's the story of how you can celebrate life in Christ Jesus, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Merry Christmas to you. I am Carol Dixon, and this is Dash. Make speaking the Word of God part of your daily routine. Read and highlight your Bible each day. Then watch your words, guard your heart, and get results. Dash is a nonprofit organization, and with your donations and generous giving, will help us continue to podcast to your location and around the world. For more information on how you can give to Dash Podcast, please email us at imcaroldixon at gmail.com. All donations are tax deductible, for we are serving the community positively, productively, and prayerfully. And remember, Dash is always on. Thank you.